Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close for the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the official Raiders podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Uh, Round three, can't believe it's here already, and we're getting ready to take on the Melbourne Storm down at Amy Park this weekend. Joining us, as always, Tom Logan from the Raiders media team. Uh, Good afternoon, Tom. Good afternoon, Benny. Wonderful to have footy back, um, and I just can't believe that um, after all of the, uh, the pain and the change and Everything that's been going on, footy's back this weekend and we're ready to take on the storm. Yeah, Saturday night can't come quick enough. Uh, we've been waiting for this for a long time and it's just going to be great to see the boys run out onto the field again. It's a massive occasion for Josh Papali, who'll play his 200th game uh, this weekend. Uh, obviously, he made his debut against the Melbourne Storm down there uh, in 2011 and uh, hasn't he come a long way in his short career? Yeah, he has and uh, I'll just point out uh, also that on that night uh, we... I think secured a 20-12 to 12 win, so hopefully that serves as a good omen heading into Saturday night. But yeah, like you said, oh, what a player. Uh, an amazing club servant, and I, I still think some of his best years are still ahead of him too. Yeah, that's right. I, I say relatively short career because I talk about um, his career in terms of matches played versus years being in the competition, and uh, he's managed to play a lot of football. He's played, obviously, rep football as well for Queensland and Australia, and he's just become that player in the Raiders team that you know when he's on the field. Um, you feel a little bit more confidence uh, within the organisation and within the team when Josh Papali's out there playing. Yeah, 100%, especially towards the back end of, I think, last year. You know, there was, a, I guess, that sort of moment where we were really sort of pushing the opposition's try line. Uh, and you just knew that, you know, and you could tell that from the opposition that they were dreading that, you know, that sh- sort of quick pass from Hodjo to Papali. That was really sort of a play of ours that was really sort of worrying and concerning for other teams. Uh, obviously, the big one uh, going down to Melbourne is the fact that we beat the Storm twice down there last year, once in that uh, round game when uh, Josh Papali actually <laughs> scored underneath the post to win the game. And then uh, the big one was that uh, first final last year where uh, John Bateman was able to score from the Joey Lailua flick pass. So uh, there's no real um, demons in that ground. If anything, uh, you know, we play with confidence down there. But I'm sure the Storm will look uh, to use that as a bit of an advantage when we take them on this weekend. Yeah, 100%. Uh, look, there's no doubt that the Storm are going to be up for it and it's pretty well documented that they are quite strong, I guess, uh, when they kick off the season. I, I'm not too sure if this will be any different. But yeah, like you said, uh, there's no demons for us heading down there. So, And I know that speaking to a couple of the guys you know, from across the fence earlier this week that they're really excited to just get back out onto the field on Saturday. Talk about guys that have got experience in Amy Park. Curtis Scott uh, will face his old team for the first time. Uh, he was pretty impressive in his opening two games for the Raiders and no doubt he'll have a bit more confidence heading into this one. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I really liked what, the look of what I saw of Curtis in the first two rounds, especially against the Warriors. I thought he probably went under the radar a bit. He made a lot of those sort of really dirty carries um, out of our defensive half. Um, I've noticed in the past couple of weeks in training uh, that combination with him and Nick Cottrip or Scottridge, as uh, I like to call it, um, that's really sort of starting to, I guess, really show. And I, I'm absolutely excited to see that on Saturday night. Yeah, one of the big talking points heading into the first round is going to be around the referees, uh, heading back to one referee, and also uh, the fact that they've got this, uh, we, don't, we don't really like the name here, the six again rule. I could have come up with something a bit different for that one, but um, obviously the, uh, the the new interpretations around the ruck are, are going to change things, and 
hopefully a guy like Josh Hodgson, who we'll speak to uh, in segment two this week as part of our podcast, uh, can exploit those little uh, opportunities around the ruck and, and hopefully um, see the Raiders get some more position down the right end of the field. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. When when this was first announced, I, I sort of really sat back and had a think about it and I thought, actually, you know what, this is probably going to really sort of, I guess, benefit someone like a Hojo. So, you know, I guess we'll see come Saturday night, but it's certainly something to look forward to. Yeah, look, no crowds, um, obviously, for the uh, the the short term. And uh, although Peter Volandis has come out with a bit of a, a ploy to have cra- crowds uh, by July 1, it still seems a, a fair way off before we'll see anybody uh, attending the stadium. So, look, if you're looking to catch up with the Raiders uh, on the uh, television, you can do throw, through throw Fox Sports. Uh, also, KO, if you want to subscribe to KO, you can. Uh, there's also the Telstra Live Pass if you want to watch it. And if you're listening, uh, obviously Mix 106.3 is the place to do it. You would have noticed that, unfortunately, due to the restrictions around COVID-19 and, and um, NRL bubbles and things like that, Tom, we haven't been able to have Nick uh, with us on the podcast uh, for the resumption of the season. But you can uh, tune in to Nick and the rest of the crew, Chris Coleman and Adam Jansen, to listen to all the, uh, all the action on the weekend. Yeah, it's a bit of a shout-out there to Nick. Obviously, we're, we're missing in here as a regular panellist on the podcast. But, yeah, there's plenty of options to tune into the game. So, yeah, whether it be watching through KO or Fox Sports or even uh, just the live call team through Mix 106.3, yeah, c- certainly get around it. Yeah, looking at the game this weekend, it's time to do this. Podcast prediction time, Tommy. Let's have a look about what you think uh, might happen. What have you got for us this weekend? I know it's a, um, I know it's a bit of an obvious one, but... Uh, I've just got a feeling that, uh, yeah, I will say this. I think Curtis Scott's going to score against his former team. Uh, I think he's just from watching training lately the past couple of weeks. Um, that that side is really looking good. If and if it's not Curtis, I dare say Nick. Yeah, I think uh, again outside backs are going to play a pretty big role in this game, and I actually see Bailey Simonson. Uh, coming into his own and, and, and getting across the try line in this one as well. So we saw him do it in that final, obviously coming in in those bizarre circumstances when Joey Leilua uh, was out with that fireworks injury to start that game and Bailey actually came on and scored the first try. So I think he can replicate it again this weekend and, uh, and do a job for the Raiders. Welcome back to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital, and we're joined by Canberra Raiders captain Josh Hodgson. Hodjo, first up, uh, how are you feeling, mate, after what's been uh, a pretty tumultuous uh, few weeks? Yeah, it's uh, family a good mate. We've um, obviously just been not doing an awful lot, uh, especially whilst we was off, just trying to tick away, keep doing what we could do with um, training-wise and um, keeping yourself fit while you was at home. Uh, and then, you know, the kids have um, just been keeping us busy as ever, mate, as you, as you can probably imagine. But um, it was actually, you know, pretty nice to have some, some uh, family time again. It's usually a pretty full-on full on time of year, so there was a bit of a, a, bit of a silver lining, but it's, it's, um, it's certainly, you know, good to be back and, and back training again. Everyone's, you know, buzzing and raring to go. What about the fitness of the group? Uh, how did everybody come back? Obviously, there was some challenges around the way that they trained uh, in that isolation period. Yeah, I was really impressed, mate. I know probably everyone would expect me to say that anyway, um, but genuinely really impressed in, in how the boys returned. Um, you often, you know, even though you trust all the players and everyone's pretty professional, you often have a, you know, a few worries, just hoping that everyone comes back in shape and uh, no one's playing catch-up, especially with it. Well, as soon as the schedule was announced, that was going to be... 18 games straight it was um, you know there's going to be no time for catching up on fitness and, and those kind of things so um, it was uh, it was really good to see everyone come back in good shape it's um, you know probably that time of 
that time now where we're just ready to play, similar to the back end of pre-season where you're as you know, you're fit as you're going to get doing all the fitness drills. You just need to get some games to get that um, that match fitness, and it's certainly a, a great test for us this first game at Melbourne. Obviously a huge bonus that the team were able to grab those two wins uh, before the season was shut down. Do you think that's an advantage uh, heading into the, the second part of the competition or do you try and uh, put that behind you now and just refocus uh, as you approach the next lot of games? Uh, I think a bit of both, Benny, to be honest. I think you've got to see it as an advantage. You've, you've set off on a, good, uh, on a good note. You've got two wins from two, which is you know, what everyone wants to do at the start of their year. Um, and you, know, you, know, you also had a break where you're not um, second-guessing yourself and questioning yourselves if you was you know zero and two so um, a little bit of that but also you know it's a it's been a long time since we played now uh, been a big break so um, it's kind of trying to forget about that and, and start again as well so we've been trying to use a bit of both mate to be honest we um, we know it's going to be you know like starting round one all over again this week so um, it'll be you know really really tough game for us this week so it's a tough place to go Melbourne especially after we you know we had a couple of results there last year we know they'll be flying out the blocks ready to ready to um, you know, probably get some revenge and, and they're a pretty proud side as we are and they don't like you know, teams beating them so um, you know, I'm sure they're, they're raring to go and to get their season off to a good start too. Obviously the confidence is there knowing that you've been able to go down there the last two times and, and get those wins and um, you know, your side um, has undergone a couple of changes since the grand final but relatively uh, similar team to last year and, and hoping to build on what you uh, worked on uh, in that final series last year through to the grand final. Yeah, I've been really impressed, mate, with the, with the new signings we've had, and it doesn't really feel like there's been much of a change in the team, even though there's been obviously a couple of big names leave and, and some big names come. Um, I think it's been a, a really good, really smooth transition so far. I think um, George and and Curtis especially have, have fitted in really well. I think it's um, you know sometimes, especially in the halves position, it sometimes can be um, you know a little bit tough to to get them rhythm straight away. I think you know probably having George. Um, knowing a few of the boys before he, um, you know, before he came here and played alongside a few of us, that probably helped the transition. But um, I think they've, them two um, have been outstanding so far, and um, you know we're only obviously a little bit clunky in a few areas as you always are at the start of the year. But um, you know, really looking forward to the back end of the year and, and obviously to get going again um, at this start. Just on George Williams, obviously um, he had. Um, pretty solid first couple of outings for the team and, and now that he's had a few more weeks to, to gel with the side uh, how have you seen his game progressing and um, obviously uh, he's got the ability to, to work with yourself and Jack to, to get the attack going Yeah, man, I think he's um, I think he put his best foot forward the first two games I thought what I was really impressed with was his defence I think you know everyone kind of knew what he could do with the ball over here a few people had seen highlights of him in his short kicking game and um, and his running game, but I was really impressed, especially in the Warriors game, his defensive attitude. How you know, he really got his body in front. He's got a great physical, uh, a great physical presence on an edge for for a halfback. Who's not the, he's not the biggest kid, but he puts everything into his defence, and um, he's got certainly got a good bit of whack behind him, which which really helps your edges when you got a big bloke trying to get some momentum over a small bloke. He's um, He's handy to have out there on that edge, and um, as I touched on before, I think his his transition with Jacko um, and Nak and myself have been the span. It's um, it's been pretty smooth so far. I think you know it, it certainly helps that we you know I mean uh, Jacko and Nak had a had a bit of a smooth year last year where we we kind of knew what combinations worked for us and what kind of you know what kind of didn't. So we we could kind of tip Georgie up on what we was thinking, and um, he added a few bits here and there, and and it'll be the same as we go throughout the year. Some things will work, some things won't. That's footy, but you. You kind of adjust along the way, but certainly a, a good starting point. 
saw a few things change in that little break too in terms of uh, the way that the competition will be refereed going forward. We saw uh, moving back to one referee and also the new six again rule, which um, you know is designed to try and open things up a little bit around the ruck. Do you see it as something that um, you can maybe take advantage of? Yeah, I think, look, I think most teams will, Benny, to be honest, mate. I think, um, you know, whenever you've got quick play the balls and you've got blokes that are um, pushing either side of the ruck and you're on the back foot defensively, it, it's tough to defend. So, um, you know, on both sides of the coin, it's um, it's going to be tough from a defensive point of view because it's going to affect all teams, especially if you, you know, you get a couple of six again calls and you get some, you know, quick momentum from the opposition team. We're going to have to be, you know, probably even better than we was last year defensively. Um, but from an attack point of view, from a, you know, obviously being one of the smaller blokes on the field, it's, you know, it hopefully creates a few more opportunities and a few more pockets of space to try and exploit. So, uh, you know, it'll probably be a teething process with that as well, um, as and when you can. Uh, it'll be a six again, or when it'll be a penalty, because obviously sometimes you're going to want the kick for touch to get the to get the meters, or you might want the you know to take the two. So there'll be a bit of a teething process. I'm sure it's not going to you know flow as smoothly as what everyone thinks at the start, but um, you know we'll we'll soon pick it up along the way. Looking forward to um, the season ahead. Obviously, you guys have got uh, a number of players uh, fighting for a number of positions. You've still got John Bateman and Hudson Young on the sidelines. That could only be a healthy thing. Um, seeing that you've got that competition, especially now that Jordan Rabin is back in the squad as well? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the way, as I touched on before, the way the boys have all come back is is second to none, and you definitely need that if you want to be a competitive team. We um, uh, The schedule itself, as as we said, is, you know, 18 games straight. There's going to be, you know, some blokes that are carrying knocks and bruises come round 10, 12, and we've still got a few games to go. And there's, um, you know, whether there'll be a, a bit of need for rotation come the back end of the year to keep people you know, fresh and, and ready to play again on the park. Um, you know, who knows, but if we if we do have that problem and we do need to do a bit of rotation, we've certainly got kids there who are, who are more, than, more than ready and more than willing to step in and, and do a f- great job for us. And I think that's, you know, what you needed to be a top team. You need to have that depth in your squad. And, um, you know, we had it last year and I think we've got it again this year, especially uh, especially on our edges. I think Jordan Rapana, that signing, to get to get him back on board is a, is a great signing for us. Um, we've got a lot of competition for places in the outside backs, which is, which is what you need. They're, uh, they're a great bunch of blokes. They all work really hard for us. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to have him back on board. Obviously, one of the big advantages during a season is uh, having home matches. Um, for the first nine rounds, we'll be basically on the road every week, even though uh, we will have some home games at Campbelltown. Uh, have you guys discussed uh, whether or not you'll approach uh, these games any differently than normal, uh, being the fact that there's uh, they haven't got that home ground advantage of GIO Stadium behind you? Um, yeah, we've obviously touched on it. Uh, what our schedule kind of looked like when we, you know, when we travel on the day sometimes, and um, and other times when we, you know, we go to Campbelltown when we fly up and then drive back. Um, there's going to be a fair bit of travelling. You know, obviously that's going to. I think we're the only team in, team in the comp that'll that'll do as much travelling, especially on the bus. Um, so I think you know some some games in Sydney we're going to bus up and bus back on the day of the game, which is. You know, have a lot of travel for a day um, on a bus as well as playing a game, which then affects you. You know, you kind of loads the next week how much you can train on the park and how much you can get done with the ball. So um, we've t- we've obviously touched on it all, explored all areas, and and just um, you know really spoke about being honest as a group. There'll be times when you know we're feeling a bit sore and we've maybe got a field session planned, um, and the boys are a bit stiff and we might have to to knock it on the head and do a bit more of a recovery day and get people moving again. Um, but then there might be other days where we. You know, we weren't planning to be out there on the field and um, and everyone feels pretty good and ready to go and we'll jump out there and throw the ball around. So 
we're going to we're a pretty adaptive side mate and we're uh, as people know we travel pretty well our away form is I think it's better than our home form so um, you know we're not too phased by um, playing away from home as though even though we absolutely love being at home the atmosphere is probably the best place in the in the comp to go play so uh, we're going to miss that but at the same time we've we've got no worries about travelling. And just before we finish up, do you have a message for those members and fans that obviously can't be there in person to cheer you guys along? Yeah, we still feel all your support, guys. It's um, you know, it's it's a really you don't realise how much of an atmosphere and how much of a, a buzz you really create around the ground until you don't have it. When we when we ran out for the for the games with not with no fans against the Warriors, it was a, a really eerie place. So I know all the boys are, are buzzing and really excited to have you back. So um, as soon as we can have the games down back in Canberra, let's make sure we. We get plenty of people there and make as much noise as we can and show everyone why we're the, we're the best crowd in the comp. Well, Josh, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast this week. All the best of luck against the Melbourne Storm and, uh, and for the rest of the season. Cheers, buddy. There's Josh Hodgson there finishing up on our Behind the Line Line podcast. Thanks to OAC Digital. We'll see you next week.